Family from the Heart podcast episode number 121. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. And welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here on a weekly basis coming to you, sharing you what's going on in the lives of the Ravenscraft household, of those in the Ravenscraft household. We also bring to you just uh, random thoughts about living life as a family according to faith and fun and happiness and pursuit of all kinds of great things in life. And of course, as you know, if you listen to every single episode, you know that we all we don't only bring this the totally awesome stuff. Every now and then we have a week like last week, uh, where we're not <laughs> every now and then. Uh, but uh, you know the thing is, is is what you get here is genuine, real, authentic Cliff and Stephanie time. And uh, was there something wrong with last week's episode? No, not at all. Okay, no, not it. It wasn't a bad episode. Okay. Because there have been like bad episodes. There's there's been one or two bad ones. Yeah, but no. Uh, but, but what I love about Family from the Heart is that it's a it's a place for you and I to come together and have this conversation once a week, regardless of whether or not we make time elsewhere. Right. So like, th- have we spoken outside? I mean, the, the thing is, is Cliff and I have spent time together this week. Um, we've just spent it watching 24 season five yeah so there's not a lot of conversation going other than on. <laughs> i forgot to breathe <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so so we're we're talking we're having conversation or we're we're spending time together but we're not having conversation yeah we we need to we definitely need, we to, need re- to get better at that we need to reinstitute date night so yeah. or date afternoon or date afternoon kids coming are going up. back to yeah. school in 13 days exactly well hey uh we have a special uh uh treat for everybody here today we're going to have a a conversation slash interview with uh two folks that i have grown to to love very much uh uh for many reasons and and they happen to be clients of mine i met them as a result of their looking for somebody to help them launch a podcast and new media uh, marketing campaign for a new brand that they're going to launch and their name is barry and lynn morgan and uh, we're going to talk about them or talk with them in just a moment. But before we do, I want to let you know that after we get off the phone with Barry and Lynn, uh, Stephanie and I are going to uh, give you two movie reviews and also a book review, uh, a, a special book that came in the mail for McKenna from another client of ours. So uh, in the movies, just to let you know, The Book of Eli... And also, we are going to talk about what's the book? What's the movie you just went and saw? Step Up 3D. Step Up 3D. And post grad three movie reviews. Oh, three movie reviews! My goodness, how can I keep up with all this stuff? Anyway, but before we do that, uh, we are going to go ahead and bring our good friends Barry and Lynn Morgan. Now, Barry and Lynn uh, both know Stephanie and I very well because they listen to our show. Uh, but this is the first time that they'll have the opportunity to talk with you, Stephanie. So, it is. Barry and Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank Welcome, you. Cliff and Stephanie. So, uh, you know, Barry and Lynn, uh, how how about you start off by telling folks how you heard about us and what what it is you guys have decided to do in podcasting and new media? Well, I was thinking about this. You know, it's it's kind of hard for me to talk to you 
this way and have a conversation with you because I've got a list of about 10 questions for podcasting I want to ask you, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is our normal format uh, of conversing here. Uh, I, I first, uh, and we, we know um, as we... We're, we're old enough here. We're, uh, we're the new 40s, which means we're uh, in our early 60s. And um, so uh, we, we know uh, because of our close walk with the Lord, uh, when the Lord is leading us and we, when we can uh, see uh, his direction and guidance. And uh, the podcasting uh, three months ago was nowhere was on our radar, really. Didn't really quite understand what it was all about. Just thought it was something the kids ran around listening to music with. I said, how can we podcast? I don't even know what an, a, 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 an iPhone is or anything or an iPod. But anyhow, I, um, for some reason, one day, uh, as, as busy as I was, I had the, the thought to, uh, to do Google uh, Podcast Consultant. Nice. And when you do that, who comes up number one <laughs> but the <laughs> Podcast Answer Man. Sweet. And uh, again, as... Uh, as uh, events would take place, guess who answers the phone? Cliff Ravenscraft. Right. Uh, never expected to get a live person. Uh, really expected to go through a secretary or something or a voicemail. Um, we uh, talked briefly. Uh, you set up a date. Uh, that was on a Wednesday. You set up a date for the following that Friday uh, for us to have our first uh, consulting session. Um, which uh, you forgot about. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cliff doesn't ever make Friday consulting calls. <laughs> I, we, we know that now. But um, we, we called on, on Friday, and fortunately we did get you again and reminded you, and you responded right away. And, uh, and I think that was back early in May, uh, 1st of May. Uh, and uh, this has just been a, a fabulous, fun journey for us. Uh, and uh, the consulting uh, and coaching that you've given us is, is we're bragging on your husband here, Stephanie. Uh, That's fine. You've heard it before, but we've got to say it again because we love uh, you guys. And um, this has just been such a fun journey because we've had somebody like Cliff, uh, who's just been so patient uh, as Lynn said, uh, we didn't know what an iPod was. You, we probably didn't know the difference between an iPod and an MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and um, But we sure have learned uh, a lot in the last uh, two months or so here with Cliff. And uh, just excited, having a, a tremendous amount of fun with it. We are. We're loving every minute of it. Well, here, here's what I love about this is is that you guys here you are in your 60s and 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 to be honest with you, I'm I'm thinking it's like I don't get a lot of phone calls for podcast consulting from people who are in their 60s. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> and and when you actually shared with me your vision and your passion for uh, the 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 niche topic that you wanted to podcast about, which is really I, I want to get into, and and I think that's where what's going to be the perfect tie-in to the family from the heart audience here. But when I heard about your passion uh, for this, it's like, wow, that that makes a lot of sense. And and to know that you guys were interested in diving into a completely different world and, mm-hmm. and to reach people where they are using this new technology, it, it really impressed me. And and the fact that you guys, you know, have been able to pick it up. I mean, here here you are, just a couple weeks later. I mean, or maybe a couple months, but it's still. Uh, with that's still within weeks, and you guys are po- recording, editing, p- 
publishing and posting your own podcasting high quality audio content on the web and uh, and have had received compliments uh, from uh, one of your other um, uh, uh, consulting clients uh, who is a professional with his own TV show about the quality of the sound and mm-hmm. wanting to know if uh, Cliff uh, talked us into the high PR forces. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to that question is obvious just by the quality of the sound. So, <laughs> no, he talked us into two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We never do anything halfway. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. So let's talk a little bit about what is this vision? What is this passion? And tell me about living a simple good or no, a simple good life network. Well, simple good life network, and I I think that um, that kind of came about from some uh, consulting with you. Um, our our first thoughts were to be podcasting and broadcasting about small farming and rural living and living a more self-reliant, sustainable, uh, more meaningful life. And, um, you know, when you, and, and so realizing as we, you educated us on podcasting that, uh, down the road, uh, there would be the need, uh, for a number of different shows. And, and so we went with the network format from the beginning, but it was really just intended and we're, we're just going uh, with a one show format at this point, but, we realize, and we've we've been involved, uh, Lynn and I, uh, for a good number of years, certainly over five years, and looking to be uh, more self sufficient. Um, it's um, and and to not be in debt and and not be uh, on the treadmill that we were on so much of our lives. And you know, yeah, we wish we would have wised up a, a lot sooner. <laughs> Uh, as it sounds like you guys are doing mm. through uh, pursuing a balanced life. Yes. Um, but we are on pretty fast tracks most of our life. And um, and probably five years ago, uh, the Lord started slowing us down some and making us aware of some things. And so we've, uh, we've not only um, been participants, but we've been very much advocates of the need to be more self-reliant, more self-sufficient uh, to – prepare yourself, uh, and to live healthier, um, and to, to live in community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we spent, uh, really, uh, as we came off the, uh, the corporate and entrepreneurial, uh, fast track, we, uh, we went out into rural America to, um, do some ministry work, mostly in the, in the Southeast. And, uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, coming alongside of small farmers uh, and seeing what we could do, um, not only from a, a spiritual standpoint, but also from a tangible standpoint and and uh, be a help and a support and encouragement to them, whether they needed uh, some additional resources for fencing or seed or livestock, uh, uh, pumps, uh, wells, um, and, uh, and helping to put together not only our, our ministry funds, but also uh, – getting corporate sponsors to partners with us in those projects. And, uh, and so many of those folks were, were living the simpler good life, homeschooling, uh, uh, growing their own food, uh, going to farmer's markets, uh, um, having worship events uh, on their own farm properties. And, and some of these small farmers had no more than an acre, and some of them had 80 acres. 
um, and we really came to to love to know the them people. and to love them. Yes, and uh, and then the rural poor really grabbed our hearts. Uh, it's a it's a tragic situation in rural America that most people aren't aware of. Um, not only um, did um, uh, they they suffer when corporate America started leaving rural America um, for for Mexico and other nations, uh, and then all those jobs and those factory jobs and textile jobs and manufacturing jobs that came to rural America for cheaper labor and no union cost um, only stayed there uh, you know 15 years and then have pretty much deserted rural America and uh, all the social services uh, many of the social services uh, have left those areas as as the populations have had to migrate out of the rural communities and uh, many of the um, the small rural churches uh, have closed down, and so uh, there was a, there still is a big need in rural America, and um, uh, and it just touched our hearts. And as we saw how the communities came together with a little bit that they had to help one another, um, it just uh, we just kind of knew where our heart was and and where uh, we'd like to to dedicate the rest of our lives to. So, and one, go ahead. And one of the things that you said to me as we talked early on in the consulting about um, um, some of your earlier history and the number of people that you were able to reach. I think one time you told me uh, as a youth pastor, you know, I uh, I think the largest number of people I may have been able to, to talk to at one time was two hundred, and now I talk to fifty or sixty thousand. Right, so, so that I can spread my message uh, much greater, and that that really touches. That's where we really knew that uh, that's where we needed to be. We spent uh, over four years on a one to one basis, and we'll always continue doing that. It's it's hard to keep us out of uh, the rural communities uh, any chance that we get, and um, and certainly are looking um, to move to a rural community soon, but. Um, we we now are are able to reach out, help help uh, encourage those folks, uh, help educate the uh, uh, the the public educate and the, the consumers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and have a much broader reach and effect than than uh, we ever could have had before. Right, Lynn. Let me ask you uh, real quick. When it comes to this idea, so so you guys have lived this fast paced life and stuff like that. You're you're getting ready to to say, you know what, we want to slow down, we want to have a place of our own, we want to, you know, grow our own kind of organic foods, we want to, we want to, we want to live in a, in a slower paced society, moving into a more rural and living a more agrarian lifestyle. Explain to me, uh, and I'd love for Lynn to talk about what your journey has been so far in searching out this place, this new place where you want to, to live your life and, 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 and what it's been like so far. Well, as we've mentioned, I think on on one of our shows that it's it's really about the people. It's about the community. Um, we're looking for a community where the people can come together and they are together. And you know, we've lived in metro areas for such a long time, and it's just that hustle bustle when you get out on the roads and as I mentioned going to the grocery store you feel you're in a NASCAR race to see who can get to the checkout line first and uh, when we've been through our ministry visiting these other towns and things uh, 
when you're in the grocery store there, people stop and they talk to each other. They know each other. And it's just that community sense of the people, even more than so much growing your own food. Yet we know in these times we need to be self-reliant. And uh, the, the times are very difficult now and, and uh, the future. And um, so to me, that slowing down and that um, doing more of your own things and being more independent yourself um, is, is just the way we all need to go. Right. And, and what kind of problem? You know, one of the things that you guys are facing real, uh, right now is, is an issue where you want to move to a rural area. You want to slow down, but you also want to stay connected to people who are a part of a very high tech world. Yes. And and share share with us some of the the issues the the main issue that you've probably just run into because if I'm not mistaken you guys found this great place that you loved. Yes. And you're we not did. sure that you can actually decide make the decision to go there because this is something that really ties into Stephanie and I. We would love, right Steph? We would love well okay, one of us would love to one of us. <laughs> one of us would love to move to a place where we have, you know, five, six acres of our own out in the middle of nowhere. We could, you know, in a clear, beautiful, sunny day, you still couldn't see your neighbor. Um, may- maybe in the distance, you might be able to see your <laughs> neighbor. But we would love to live in an area like that. But we run into, I think, a, a similar issue that you've run into. Tell us about that. Well, we wouldn't have had that issue. We we think you're the the blame for that, <laughs> <laughs> because we never considered we had that problem before. <laughs> well, certainly the the issue is is internet and broadband, and it's interesting. I can go back to 2006 when I was putting some presentations. Uh, together and I, uh, I would go into the metro churches and um, our ministry that we founded and actually um, went ahead and set up a 501c3 for was Acres of Hope America and we would go into the metro churches and and um, explain um, the disconnect between the consumers and their food sources and what was going on in rural America uh, and back then you know it was easy enough to identify that um, the, the folks in the rural areas are just not going to have the same opportunities because of the lack of Internet availability. And a whole lot has been done uh, in, the, in the last uh, four years in that. Um, but it, it's still a problem, especially if you're looking to uh, do what we're doing through podcasting and, and be having the capability to, number one, uh, do interviews and all through Skype and also upload the large audio files. And we were able to find this, as you said, this great little home. Uh, it actually wasn't all that small. It was a 2,100 square feet manufactured home with a great layout. Of it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, still a, uh, a great homestead uh, type home and on five acres with a, a great little barn, four-stall barn. It was only about five years old. Uh, the, uh, the the prior owners, um, uh, the uh, the the gentleman was a uh, a musician, and so he and and he built a large studio off the barn, and then a, a large crafts room for his wife, and so and it was uh, about forty miles outside west of Gainesville, Florida, which is where the University of Florida is, and some of the best medical facilities in the world, which hands hospital, and so when you're kind of our age uh, and our 60s and you want to kind of think a little bit ahead and um 
you you had the opportunity um, that if you were living too simple and you did want to go into Gainesville to have dinner or whatever, you you still could, and certainly in the medical facilities. But uh, no matter what we tried, and and thanks to you, uh, we almost made a mistake because we were almost ready to go with Usenet satellite. Uh, and then um, after talking with you and you talking uh, with your audience and, and getting us some feedback, mm-hmm. we uh, yeah, saw very specifically, uh, in fact, we think one of your respondents uh, even talked about not being able to uh, talk to her mother on Skype. And it was like kind of a two-way radio conversation versus a phone conversation even. And as we tried, um, even though a half a mile away, uh, Comcast was there, uh, um, AT&T was with DSL about another mile away. But um, no matter what levers we pulled and what buttons we pressed, we couldn't get anybody to commit to if it was going to be another year, whether it was going to be five years before they would get to that, that little rural area. And so we uh, we had to turn it down. Mm. Yeah. Um, that, it was a disappointment for sure. But it is a problem that we're going to be talking about quite a bit on our show. There was uh, $7.2 billion in this, in this stimulus package uh, exactly to address um, the lack of, of rural Internet and broadband in, in rural communities. Uh, and the USDA had uh, uh, over $2 billion of those funds available. But how that money is being spent right now and and uh, how effective it's being, uh, it, it certainly didn't reach the little homes that we were looking for. Right. Now, I want to. I do want to just mention real quick that I have a friend of mine uh, who is another client, uh, and he lives in a pretty rural place. And I'm talking about Marcus Carey, Steph. Okay. And 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 when I first when he first hired me, he he was actually driving an hour every day of the week, Monday through Friday, to a radio station to produce his radio show. And uh, he wa- he he says I would love to do this from home. I would love to be able to do a podcast and just do you know do this talk stuff from home. And he had direct sat- he had Dish Network uh, or Direct TV HughesNet satellite, and it was just not possible for him to do what he wanted to do. Uh, I will say that he spent I think a lot of money on it, but he was able to get the phone company to bring a T one line mm-hmm. to his home. So I they wanted two thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, uh, in that area where in the metro area here it's two hundred bucks a month. Yep. Um, to do a T one, <laughs> so even that wasn't. We were prepared, and I was. We were even prepared that if if we could do our social media and emails and and our Skype interviews, that if I had to go into town somewhere and make arrangements to to upload our shows with only one show, uh, it wouldn't have been any big deal. Um. But the fact that we couldn't even have that functionality uh, to do Skype interviews uh, and all, we just said no. Yeah, and, and this is this is a real issue. I mean, because I, I mean, it's like we need to get our rural areas in in such a way that we ha- can have access to broadband internet. And and I think that this is probably one of the things that you guys are passionate about is the fact that these small farmers there there's they seem so disconnected and and they're not they're they're falling to the wayside. I mean they technology, I mean they've got some great farming technology, there's no doubt about that. 
they have equipment and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, having a small farm that can communicate with people via social media, that can actually connect with people through a great website and, and all this other stuff. If they can't, if all they're, all they're dependent upon is dial up access, it's really difficult for them to stay involved in, in our, environment of social networking and and the way that things are going with the mobile computing world. It it, it certainly is. And in fact, what what you have to consider is that the small farmer of today is is not our granddaddy's small farmer. And you can't, you can't survive on small farming alone. Um, The, the big model uh, that, that was pushed for so much in America, just getting bigger and bigger, getting more acreage and acreage and all, um, has, has proved the fail. And, um, the small farmer doesn't have the, the land, uh, resources and all to do that anyhow. And what we have found, we found it in our ministry. And, and as we just came back from a, an annual, uh, small farm conference, uh, here in Florida this past weekend, the, uh, the new small farmer now, uh, are professionals or semi-professionals who want to be able to work from home uh, while they're developing and building their small farms. And um, they uh, they just don't have that capability right now. Uh, we have another report we're going to be sharing on, on our show that the boomers that we, uh, Lynn and I, uh, are at the head of the line on, uh, beginning in 1946 and 47, running through 1964, um, there are 78 million of us coming along, um, and there are 10 million estimated who will be moving to rural areas wanting to live a more agrarian, small farm life, but want the technologies uh, available to them. They don't use the technologies, uh, are looking for the more simplified technologies from a farming and growing standpoint, not, not looking for satellite controlled tractors and irrigation systems, but, but the personal mobile devices, their, their computer so that they can uh, operate a good website. They can, uh, communicate with their customers. Uh, if you've heard the term, uh, CSAs, uh, consumers, supported agriculture, um, that's a very big part of your marketing strategy um, as a small farmer as you build a, a membership base of, of people who are going to purchase your harvest before it's even planted, um, doing newsletters to your customer mm-hmm. base, people that you're meeting at your farmer's markets and keeping them in, in touch with what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be selling at the farmer's market the next season. All So those social media technologies, in fact, there was a whole afternoon that the University of Florida devoted uh, to a social media marketing um, uh, workshop mm-hmm. uh, during this conference this weekend. So th- that leads me, I think, to the next thing that I want to talk about, what I, I think is interesting that you guys are doing. And, and Lynn, I think that you're spearheading this is, is entering into the world of, of, of social media marketing. So Lynn, can you tell us about your experience so far with Twitter and Facebook and, and what you're learning from your experience there? Absolutely. I am, I am loving it. <laughs> it's not like work. It's fun. And um, learning about Twitter, um, just, you know, getting on to follow other people, excuse me, and uh, just how quickly it just 
it goes like wildfire. You know, I'm, I send, you know, I start to follow one someone and 10 minutes later, I find I've got six people saying they're following me and just interacting with them. And uh, it's just fabulous. I'm again, it's not at all like work. I say, Barry, this is too much fun. I'm not used to this while I'm working. <laughs> and, and all this time, what you're doing is you're marketing, you're building a brand yes, and people yes. are become aware of this podcast and, and this journey that you guys are on and. It, it, Absolutely. It, it's just, I'm, I'm, I just can't tell you how much I love it. You know, I keep repeating myself, but I'm just amazed. Now, What's pretty interesting is uh, our daughter and son-in-law uh, have, uh, they're both just turned 40 and they've been pretty uh, computer savvy and, and new gadget savvy for, uh, all along, like most young folks uh, their age. And uh, I think uh, we've had the opportunity to teach them a few things. <laughs> <laughs> what you've taught us Cliff. that is great that is great well i'll tell you what I, what i'd love to do is 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 to let our audience know that um you know if they want to follow you because i think I, i'm following your journey i mean not i mean obviously you guys are clients so I'm, I'm i'm listening to coach you along and stuff like that but i'm also interested i this that's one of the blessings that i have with with what i do i get to choose who my clients are and what what i choose to help people move forward into the world with and and I love that you guys are, you know, expanding in this area of, of rural living, uh, rural living, whatever, however you say that word. Uh, it is a hard word to say I, sometimes. I'm obviously not saying it correct as, as far as the chat room is saying. So uh, be, be careful before I start talking about worship because uh, then I'll get in a lot of trouble. But anyway, uh, I, I think it's a great story and, and I want to I hear... I want other people to know that they can hear your journey. I mean, you haven't actually taken the full steps of actually moving into a small community, and and I'm looking forward to hearing you know the the culture shock and 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 the different things that you face outside of just the technology, but just some of the things you might miss. And because Stephanie and I, I, I'm considering this, you know, and we're considering this moving. <laughs> what you're coming with me, aren't you? <laughs> she can leave you behind from what we've heard on your show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, I would I would love for people to be able to continue to follow you. So tell po- folks where they can go online to subscribe to your podcast, to to follow you on Twitter, and all this other stuff. Where can they find you guys? And we're at simplegoodlifenetwork.com Excellent. And how how often are you finding yourself, Lynn, on Twitter and Facebook? Oh. Daily, I mean, every hour. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right now, since we are, you know, building our brand, and uh, it's it's awesome. Um, just what you find on there, things that you didn't know about other organizations and and people who are are like minded, and the community is fabulous. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you, and folks, you can find them also at twitter dot com slash simple good life. And also they have, if you go to the simplegoodlifenetwork.com, they also have a link to their fan page. And I think once they get to 75 fans, we can actually make your fan page have a name. So it'll be facebook.com slash simplegoodlife as well. But uh, it, it, I, I'm, I've been following you. I, I see the conversations that you're having with people and, and, and I'm really eager to see where you guys go with this. And I appreciate you guys coming on to the show. Let me ask you, is there any question that, I mean, you've been listening to Family from the Art. Is there any questions or topics that you think Stephanie and I should talk about? You know, we, we've also been listening, of course, to um, 
to so many of your shows. I think uh, being Plus members has, has meant so much to us because we get to go back and go into the archives. And um, when you, you take that plus your, your consulting that we've been blessed with, um, it has really advanced us, um, but but we see a lot of similarity in in, in what your um, you folks are are talking about in in this show, family from the heart, and also uh, pursuing a balanced life. life. And uh, we uh, we have not waited to start our journey to move into a rural area. We've started our journey some time ago, and uh, we're doing farming uh, right where we're at, and we're getting ready to do a whole bunch more hydroponic farming. Um, and we, we feel it's a spiritual journey first and foremost to reconnect with the Lord through the land and we feel it's a calling on our lives and we, uh, we don't want to discourage people and think that they have to move to some rural area that to, um, to live a more simplified life, uh, a more meaningful, satisfying life. You, you want to start right where you're at and that's what we've done and continuing to do. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, we will let you go. And I just want to say thank you again for coming on to the podcast. And oh, the pleasure is all ours, Cliff and Stephanie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We, we love you guys. We think you're just uh, such a, a great example in the work that you're doing. Uh, we just we um, we just want to keep making people aware of who you folks are and getting them uh, uh, to be members, uh, GSPN Plus members, uh, because uh, you guys are a real blessing in what you're doing. You sure have been a blessing to us. Well, thank you thank very you. much. I, I tell you, we are, we are very blessed to have uh, you guys as our clients and and also as community members as well. So. And and by the way, the chat room is reacting. I've I've been told that that Facebook has changed it. You only need twenty five fans on your fan page to be to to actually get a user profile. So far, three people have become fans, and and uh, it looks to me like more and more are responding. So we should be able to get that up to twenty five by the <laughs> oh, by this. So, thank you. And so if Love we don't that social media, <laughs> if we if we don't have if we don't make it happen by the end of this podcast episode, then what I'm going to ask you guys to do, if you're listening <laughs> via the download, go to simplegoodlifenetwork.com. On the right hand side, click on the Facebook link and go and 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 hit that I like this network. So check that out. We'll we'll make it happen before our next consulting call. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, Barry Lynn, you guys have a, a great and blessed weekend. All right, you, you too. too. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye now. God bless. Bye bye. Wow, that was fun. It was fun. So uh, anyway, uh, you okay. know, yes, Stephanie. SimpleGoodLifeNetwork.com. Yeah, SimpleGoodLifeNetwork.com. Are you going to become a fan? I'm going to break my rule and become a fan. <laughs> Stephanie, oh my goodness. <laughs> There, this is the first time Stephanie's ever become a fan of anything on Facebook. It How is. about that? It is. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a big Facebook fan. You That's know that. That's cool. And, and we'll keep a live update here. So so far they're at 14 fans. They they had eight when we started. It would help if I could spell. And Stephanie's trying to <laughs> spell. So uh, this is good stuff. And by the way, right now is a, a great time for us to say thank you to Mardell.com. M A R D E L dot com slash gspn. Uh, go to G- go to mardell.com slash gspn to see a list of all the featured products that we have there that Stephanie and I think are great and that you should consider purchasing. And when you do use uh, the promo code gspn in the shopping cart, you get 10% off your order and you also tell mardell.com that you thank them uh, become... Uh, be- 
<laughs> Daryl from Mardell's in the chat room. He says, what? You're not a fan of Mardell? Uh, Stephanie has not done very much of anything. So now, Stephanie, now you got to go in and become a fan Ever. of Mardell. And then Mark's going to hear this later and I'm going to have to go become a fan of this and that. And, and whatever. Hey. There you go. I only check Facebook like every three months anyway. (laughs) Actually, somebody friended me this week and I went in and I approved them right away. Like I confirmed right away um, that I've never done that. But it was, I I don't remember who. Nice. (laughs) Hey, I'm tired. And Jillian kicked my bum before I came down here and... Hey, that, that's something we can talk about, which, which again, thank you, Mardell.com. Absolutely. For, and I will become a fan. There you go. And, and uh, thank you for them for sponsoring us. And by the way, I want to share the update numbers if I can find them real fast. Okay. So I, I got to look up Daryl Darnell. And there, her, what? For, for August or for July? For August. You shared. Oh, okay. So. So the. Oh, wait, no, for July. I'm the say, end we're only of month. five days in. We you have, shared that last week, didn't you? I shared like what it was up like up to through the sixteenth of the month. Remember I, I Oh gave, then you must have just told me. I did tell you. Oh, okay. All right. And <laughs> imagine that. You talked to me outside of the <gasps> podcast. <laughs> we did. We had See, and now we, I don't I, know I, what I, happens where. I knew we had you one conversation this week. All right. So give me one second, because now I have to actually do a a search for Daryl because for some reason I did not copy over the numbers this week into my show notes um and my internet connection is going so slow come on all right here we go uh mardell update are you ready for this stephanie if i had a drum roll i would play it but uh there you go stephanie's doing the drum roll okay so here's the situation we had our record number of orders placed this is the number of orders placed in may of this year when we had 89 orders you know, we came really close to to meeting that in June with 86 orders. That was really great as well. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, July, Stephanie and I and Mardell.com owes the GSPN.TV community a huge thank you. 167 orders. That's pretty cool. In the month of July from GSPN.TV community members. Wow. 167 orders right that is amazing and so folks i i thank you i i mean wow you're setting you're setting the bar high for for me because i'm i'm such a numbers guy and i like to i like to com- you know have competition with myself to see what i can do to to convince more people of the value that mardell has uh and and what it does for us here at gspn.tv but I can't tell you, it, 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 it's amazing. 167 orders just blows me away. Now, I do get the monthly sales figures, the gross amount of sales. I don't, I, I, I've not been asked not to share that, but I don't know that it's probably the thing I should share. But let me just say this. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You guys totally are awesome. And thank you, Mardell.com. Okay, so I just go to the page and I click like, right? Yeah, that's it. Clearly, I've never done this yeah, before. Yeah, you just go to facebook.com slash Mardell. I got it. And then click, I like this, the little like button. I got it. There you go. Did both of them. Awesome. There's probably a slew of others that are going to hear me now and stalk me. (laughs) But that's okay. That's okay. All right. So, Stephanie, we have other things to cover. Uh, We have lots of uh, movies. But before we talk about, actually, no, let's talk about movies first. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the Book of Eli. You do. Right. Go ahead. Talk about the Book of Eli. Book of Eli 
I heard a lot a lot about this on Twitter. Never heard about it on the move on, on the TV. Never saw an ad. Really, I saw a previews for it. Never yeah. saw a preview for it. Of course, okay. I don't watch commercials, but uh, never saw a preview for it. Never heard of this book or this movie until I heard some chatter on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I heard some people say Book of Eli. That's cool, or and, you know, I, I didn't like Book of Eli. And then all of a sudden, Andy Stanley, who happens to be, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the the pastor who I think has the most eloquent speaking preaching style on this planet. I just love the way he preaches. Right. Okay. And he's very popular pastor. Uh, his sixteen thousand member church or something or like that. Uh, North Point. Uh, North Point. Yeah, North Point Church is the name of the church in Alpharetta, Georgia. And so this guy obviously has a huge Twitter following, mm-hmm. and. And he puts out something on Twitter and it says, Book of Eli has set a new standard or has has raised the bar for faith-based films. Okay. Which I read that and the only way I can read that is a glowing recommendation for this book or right. for this movie. Right. I keep calling it a book. Uh, it's called The Book of Eli. Uh, yes. But anyway, so I, I consider Andy... Andy Stanley, this very conservative pastor, with saying this book, he's like, "Wow, great movie!" raises the bar for all faith-based films. I'm thinking, okay, now I've got to go see this movie. Yes, that's what you said. So we get we 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 order it on our Netflix, and we get it here. Stephanie says, "Okay, I'll watch it with you." She heard me talk about. I'm that- fairly open in the movie category. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm fairly open. So I said, sure, I'll watch it. And Stephanie, what how long did you make it in the movie? Seven to ten minutes. If that seven to ten minutes in and Stephanie was I done. I um it it was probably more than a little a little bit more than ten minutes. Um I did give it a fair shake, but it started out very um slow. Very slow. And I'm just talking like the first two or three minutes and I'm like, okay, something's got to happen. And then there was this hairless cat and um, it just went downhill from there for me. Yeah. And so I started, I started searching it. I Googled it on my iPhone and I read the Wikipedia page and I said, okay, I know what's going to happen. Can I leave now? (laughs) Because it was just. It was gruesome. It was very gruesome. Yeah. After the hairless cat came a chainsaw and then I was done. And so um, if you would have asked me to stay, I would have finished it. But yeah, I wish I would have asked you with to your permission. I, I left because yeah. I couldn't. I wish I would have asked you to say. Right. But here, here's what I'm going to say. And, 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 and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. OK, because I, I don't want to do that. But I am going to tell you the premise of the story and something that is immediate. I mean, the very first scene pretty much tells you that this is what it is. Right. It's a post. Apocalyptic. Go ahead. Post apocalyptic world. Yes, thank you. So basically fire has come down from the heavens and has destroyed the face of the earth yes. with the exception of a very small remnant of people. You know, and, and so, I mean, it, the, the, the earth has been scorched. All right. And you have this guy uh, named Eli who is roaming the world. He's been roaming the world for 30 years, carrying around a book. Walking. 
walking. I'm like, dude, I would get so tired of walking. He's been walking around, uh, uh, you know, and he's just been heading west. Yes. Heading west. And 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 so outside of that, I'm not going to tell you very much more about the premise of the story, but that's the idea. A guy who's been walking with a book for 30 years on the skirt scorched earth. Mm-hmm. All right. But it's very gruesome. It's kind of like it, it's reminiscent of a very early days Western movie. You know, it, it, like it would be like what you would think the wild, wild, extremely ultra wild West would be like. With modern day weapons. With modern day weapons. <laughs> Exactly. Right. So if you can imagine what it would be like to have like a sci-fi thriller western, you know, wild west western movie, only ex- take away the fact that everything is got color and the fact that, you know, it's all made of new wood and everything like that. It's just all completely scorched <laughs> and and gray and drab and very depressing. Okay. Right. But uh the thing is 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 very gory, a lot of violence ton of violence in this which movie. i don't mind violence but uh very slow moving story here's the deal i was not enjoying the movie at all i literally did not enjoy sitting down through this book through this movie but people i, I was tweeting about it it's like man this is this is painful mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm tempted to just turn this off when you walked out i was i was almost thinking it's like should i should I give up? Right. But then the idea that Andy Stanley sent this tweet, I was like, what is he talking about? He he literally just said this to to the tens of thousands of people who follow him on Twitter. All those people who go to his church, he's actually saying this is a great movie and it's a and it raises the standard of faith. And this is the movie you've been what? And I'm like, and and people are on Twitter like like listen, clip. It pays off. There's the end is a it's a huge payoff at the end. And I, so I, I, st- I stuck around and all I can say is that by the, at the end of the movie, I can still say that it was a painful, unenjoyable movie to watch from, from the beginning through the end, a very painful, unenjoyable movie to watch, but it was so worth it with the end. The pay, the payoff did come at the end. It was, it was, it was good and and I will tell you this, um, I after I was finished with it, I had put the Netflix movie back into its little pouch and did the little seal. I was almost, almost so much, I was willing to say, wow, knowing what I know at the end of this movie, I'm almost willing to say, to watch it again. let me keep this Netflix movie a couple more days so I can watch it again. But there's no way I'd sit down. I, I, right. I, it would be fun, and what I decided is like you know when it come when it's available on Netflix streaming, sure I'll probably go and see if I can watch as much as I want to watch. But uh, here's what I'm gonna say: I'm going to recommend that you see the Book of Eli, but understand you probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> but when you see the end, you'll say, "Yeah, Cliff was right. It was worth it." Okay, and that's that's my review that's of the it. Book of Eli. <laughs> I read the Wikipedia page. Yeah. 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 The story was very well told. Very cool. So, Stephanie. Yes. Postgrad. Postgrad was a movie that we originally got a press screening pass to when it came out last year, but we couldn't go. Yeah, I had some consulting right. jobs that we night. had some work or something. Anyway, we couldn't go. And um it's kind of bummed because we both, you know, wanted to see this movie. This movie that... um 
the the trailer was this girl graduates from college and and it kind of like her dreams don't come true you right. know and um had had great potential we of it, it we thought that it was um had the potential to be a great real life storytelling yeah kind of like a comedic drama kind of yeah you know it, it was a real life drama but but with a little comedy and that's yeah. what we expected and that's what we expected but <laughs> this movie turned out to try to be like a super ultra comedy right it was a little um there now i'm not gonna lie to you there were parts that were just funny yeah i mean no, i'm not even, questioning that so i mean even you know the, the the funny that is like it's so absurd that that it's funny. Um, the family was totally eccentric, and is that the right is that yeah. the word you would use? Yeah. Okay. And um, but I think they really could have focused more on the story of what that was like for her to to get out of college and not get her dream job, and you know um, have to move home. And I'm not telling you anything that. The yeah. trailer doesn't tell you. Yeah. But um the, but I will tell you it it was funny movie. It was funny. It was funny. It was kind of, if if you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber or Naked Gun or you know Airplane. I mean one of I mean it's not that I mean it's, it's not, not that stupid. It's not that stupid, but it's that kind of humor. I mean for goodness sakes, they got Sue Sylvester and Carol Bernard Barnett. 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 You you got <laughs> Carol Barnett and Sue Sylvester and of course I don't know what that lady's real name is. She, she's always Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Okay. The girl who plays Sue Sylvester on Glee. Glee. All right. J- Jane Lynch and and Carol Barnett in my mind, they're the same person. I mean, it's like you can't put. Uh, they they play. Um, they're the same one, type of funny. They're the same they're not, type of yeah. funny. They're, I mean, it's like you could have one of them and it works great. But but when you I make, thought it was funny when you make one of them is the wife and one's the mother in law. I thought like, it was funny. Seriously, this was horrible. I thought it was super cheesy. And then you bring in, what's his name? Michael Keaton? Right. You know, Batman. You, you, you bring in Batman and you make him this crazy, super goofy, dorky dad. And he's married to Jane Lynch and his mom's Carol Barnett. I mean, come on. This is so over the top. Yeah. This is so over the top. And then, of course, you know, what got me interested is like it was Rory from uh, Rory Gilmore. from Gilmore Girls, right? You know, and of course, Which I never Alexis really watched. Liddell. I never watched Gilmore Girls, but it was on a couple times when you were watching it. And, and so I, it was <laughs> I'm fun. Sorry. Stephanie in the chat room says, and Matt Saracen, which is what I called him the entire time we watched the movie. I cannot remember the actor's name for the life of me, but the, he plays Matt Saracen on Friday Night Lights. And that's, that's who I saw the entire time I was right. watching this movie. But the, here's the, here's the deal. Uh, the movie Postgrad has such an awesome story. Uh, it has an amazing plot, and I think the actual the actual story is completely diluted by the nonsensical comedy right of it. I mean, and 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 the only somewhat so, you know somewhat spoilers thing, the purple coffin was just <laughs> stupid. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. And 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 to, so, personally, I'm going to tell you this: I cannot give a recommendation for anybody to go see Postgrad or no. to go get that DVD. Thank you, Zach Guilford is the actor's yeah. name. Yeah, oh, 
was in the movie. Well, um, I, it, yeah. It's certainly something that if we, you know, if we would have gone to the press screening, I, what I would have came back and said, don't, don't, don't spend more than a dollar on this movie. And so if you can get it on Netflix, if you can get it from Redbox and I mean, literally you don't have anything else you could possibly think of doing better with your time, then maybe it's worth a buck. If you're really depressed and need to laugh out loud. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's stupid. It is a stupid it's, movie. Right. That That's all I got to say. Okay. I agree. All right. Step up 3D. Step up 3D. I had such a good time with Megan last night. We went to the press screening for um, Step Up 3D. We actually recorded something in the car on the way home, but I forgot to get it to you Uh-oh. beforehand. So anyway, um, I will say that if you love dancing, you'll love this movie. Um, fast-paced street dancing was so much fun to watch. Um had a fairly it had a, a fairly decent story to go along with it. I really enjoy. You know, it was um, there was a you know about finding yourself, being true to yourself, um, underlinings of of helping others and what you'll sacrifice in yourself to help others, and so it really good um, plot and stories going on there, and um, and the dancing was fun. The three D was kind of unnecessary. Now I've it's always shared. I've shared before that um, that I'm not a big fan of three D. I would have totally enjoyed this movie just the same in in two dimensional. It really did nothing. Um, but they do a fun trick with ICs and they dance on water. Those were the best parts of the three D. Nice. And um, what was the so movie rated? A PG thirteen, I believe. Do you and think it was appropriate to take Megan at age ten? Is, absolutely, was it okay? that was one thing that we talked about um, when we were driving home. Um, there were there were a few curse words, but not anything that um, she hasn't heard before. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't remember them. She had to point it. Do you remember when this girl said this? And I said, Oh yeah, okay, I remember that. And then. Um, you know, there was there wasn't any sexual content. I'm I'm sure that they probably um considered some of the dancing provocative, but honestly I didn't find it that way. Mm-hmm. And um so I thought that it was and she she it was so cute because last night when we recorded the the thing on the way home, um she said, I'm a dancer and so I get that. And and that was the best part to watch because she um, she, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Identified. Identified with that, that need to move and, and that love to dance. And, um, so it was definitely the right person to take, to see the movie with me was Megan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had a really good time. And so and we would both recommend it. And what about, if you love dancing, I'm, it's not a date night movie. Okay. Don't take your husband because clearly I didn't take mine. Um, but but if if you had a young daughter, if you were if you had a young daughter who was into dance, would you pay? Is it worth paying to go see the movie at the theater? Absolutely. Okay. Good. Absolutely. Good. It is. That's how I felt about the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. If you have a young son who is into that, if kind you of have a, a young dancer, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So there you go. Three movie reviews. And now 
folks, you don't get this very often from Cliff, but <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a book review. Now, actually, I've been reading a lot of books you lately. You've been reading a lot. Finished of books. a lot of books finally. Some of them took several months, but I finally finished them. But hey, I'm going to talk about a book that was sent for free to us. Uh, well, actually, no, I take that wrong back. And ba- in fact, McKenna made sure that I said, you're going to tell him it's mine, right? <laughs> she did. So, uh, so it's actually, it was sent to McKenna from my client, uh, Katie Davis. And Katie's getting... She's in the chat room too. She or is. Or she was. Yeah, she is. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I get, I get clients all the time who want to, you know, enter into the world of podcasting and new media. And uh, she says, I didn't send it for free. It was a gift. That's right. Okay, very good. Thank you. So, uh, but anyway, um, she, she she actually uh, hired me to help her with some ideas and to help her launch into a higher quality uh, internet talk radio program, a podcast, whatever. And um, anyway, through learning about her business, I learned that she's an author and she's a children's book author. And, you know, I, she, she's explaining stuff like that. And, and in my mind, I'm just, for some reason, I hear what she's saying. I am comprehending that she's a children's book author, but when but when she actually sent the book as a gift to McKenna, uh, and you'll understand why she sent the book as a gift to McKenna in just a moment. But when she sent the book, it's like all of a sudden it clicked for me. It's like, wow, I am so glad to have her as a client because this book is awesome. Cliff doesn't always follow along. I don't. And I love when the light turns on the, for you. It clicked. It, it's like it's like I I am I'm privileged to have Katie da- Davis as a client. And I and I just want to say that because this is quality. Right. This is quality this book Now here. you've read the book with McKenna. She has not let me read it with her yet. No? Like seriously, she sits down and she looks at the pages over and over, but you read it to her. Um Katie's your client. I'm not allowed to touch this book. Mm-hmm. And um so, so that's kind of the backstory. Exactly, <laughs> that's a little story. I have not read this book yet because my five-year-old will not let me touch it. Well, I tell you, she oh she I asked her if I could bring it down for the for the podcast. Oh yeah, she's and very she's like, territorial. She's like, Dad, seriously, I don't know about this. And did I, she did she show you where it was, or did yeah. she just go get it for you? It was first of all she I, she wasn't going to get it, and I said, Well, I'm just going to go get it. And she grabs my shirt. She says, No. Right. And and so I, I went and I got, she goes, are you going to tell them it's mine, dad? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, it, it is a children's book and it, it, it's one of those really nice hardcover books. It's really big and, you know, a few pages on each word, which I really love. I mean, I wish adult books were like this. A few I really, pages on each word? Or fl- <laughs> few words on each word. I, I can I, I love it. I love it when I can I can have a book like this that I can get through within three or four hours. Have, have you yet to share the title? <laughs> and, the, and the reason why it was an appropriate gift for McKenna and and she sent it as a gift. She goes, "Your daughter's five, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "She's getting ready to go into kindergarten." And I'm like, "She's like, I'm sending your daughter a gift. Give me your, you know, right. can I have your address? Do you mind if I send her a gift? I have a book." That I would love to give to her. And it's called Kindergarten Rocks. Kindergarten Rocks. And of course, you know, it, this is great. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you, your daughter's getting ready to go or your son is getting ready to go to the dentist for the first time. So it's great to have a little children's book that helps people understand, you know, this is what it's like when you go to the dentist. We had one of those books that w- helped our kids to understand yeah. what to expect. Well, this is a, you know, it's kind of like, it's like you've just been in preschool and all of a sudden now you're going to the big school. You know, and and so kids obviously naturally are going to have a little anxiety, right? 
well that's what this book is all about it's it's all about this this child and uh dexter dexter dugan is his name this young boy who is getting ready to um uh, let's see. He says, I am Dexter Dugan and I know everything about kindergarten. That's because I'm actually going to be a kindergartner very soon. And uh, basically his big sister says next week. And what happens is Dexter is a very, very brave young man. Okay. And yet he has the stuffed animal. Okay. Uh, he, he has a stuffed an- animal named uh, his dog is named Rufus. All right, and Rufus is very anxious about Dexter going to kindergarten, and so De- and I love this because, and obviously it's very mm-hmm. it's very psychology driven. Is is you know it's like listen, you know the the stuffed animal is the one who has the concern. The boy is being brave. He takes him to school and has all the anxiety. What if I get lost? What if the bus doesn't know the way home? And all of this other stuff. I mean, it really goes through a lot of wonderful things, and and it really it, it's really cool. You can see McKenna as I was reading to the, this to her. She was closely identifying with the story. Well, I have to tell you that it, we got it about two weeks ago. Yep. Right? It came. And um, it came for McKenna at a time where she was starting to get very anxious about kindergarten. And um, it, it was funny because, I mean, she's been looking forward to going to Megan and Matt's school. That's what she calls it. Um, you know, all of the last year of preschool. I mean, that's all she talked about is when do I get to go to school with Megan and Matt? And um, here we were about two weeks ago. And um, she was starting to get really nervous and just talking about um, how things are going to be different and starting to freak out about it. And um this book came and you read it with her and she still has her concerns. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but, uh, but she's not as anxious as she was. She, it instill this book is responsible for instilling a great sense of confidence yes. in our child. Although did does the book actually mention what if the bus doesn't know the way home? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's so funny because on Megan's first day of kindergarten, the bus didn't bring her home. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shh, don't tell McKenna. <laughs> But anyway, well, they brought Matt home. He made it home fine. Good, good. <laughs> All right. So anyway, this this book is really good. Now, here's the deal. Not only is is this book written by Katie Davis. It, what, what's amazing about this? And look at this stuff. I mean, this is this is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not just saying that. But by, by the way, let me just say, Cliff doesn't just swoon over clients and stuff like that, and and all this other stuff. I want to tell you, if 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 I if you swoon over things you believe in, exactly. I get passionate about things I'm passionate about, and if I'm not really authentically passionate, I just choose not to talk to talk about it. You know, really, or I choose to really talk bad about it, which I would never do for a client. But but if I actually bring a client, I'm I really am excited about what they're doing. But let me tell you, look at the artwork that's in this. Right, Katie illustrated too, didn't she? She illustrated. So this is written and illustrated by. And this, I mean, it is really, really, really high quality. And so it's called Kindergarten Rocks. And if anybody's interested, I do want to let you know, you can actually get an autographed version of this book. And it can, you can even use, uh, there's the ability of the, like when you go to the site and you go into the store, there's a little advanced options. You can actually say, you know, who you want it written to or whatever. But if you have anybody you know that has a child that's getting ready to go into kindergarten, highly recommend this book. It's extremely inexpensive. 
Very wonderful book. Um, go to gspn.tv slash kindergartenrocks. Now, I'm going to just say something. You always get the real, authentic, totally honest cliff here. If you need me to spell that for you, because I certainly would. <laughs> that is K-I-N-D-E-R-G-A-R-T-E-N. That's funny. Rocks.com. That's funny. Seriously. Because I, kindergarten, in my mind, it's always a D-E-N. I don't know why, but I can never remember that that's T-E-N. So kindergarten rocks. GSPN.tv slash kindergarten rocks. Check out that book. Very awesome. I I, I am. And, and I, this is real authentic passion, not paid to say this right, at all. Right. Absolutely. So, Katie, thank you very much for that. All right. So, Stephanie, I think, uh, wow, we're an hour and three minutes already. Can you believe that? I know. And I have lunch with your mom, so I got to. I can't believe. Why don't I have lunch with my mom? Mm, I don't know. Maybe because. Seriously, I don't think I have anything else going on. Hmm. Do you want to hop in the van and come? I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Mardell.com slash GSPN. Go to that website. Check out some of the things there. Thank you. <laughs> Just you, says because she likes your wife better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to Family from the Heart. Tell somebody else about us today, familyfromtheheart.com. Anyway, we'll be back again next week with more of... I don't know what else, but we'll be back with more of us if you're interested. And until next time, everybody, join Join the community. community.